0: Welcome to the Elevate Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Lagan, and I'm here with Seth Provencio, who is a good co-worker of mine and also going to be a co-host on the Elevate Experience Podcast for future episodes. Uh, but today, it's just he and I, and we're going to be talking about recovery, talking about you know what comes up, and just have a nice casual conversation with recovery kind of at the foundation of our talk and um yeah let's start off with how you doing today man well hello listeners
1: you know it's your good pal Seth Provencio here saying hello uh welcome back to the podcast um you know uh Tommy I'm doing really good Nice. you know um I'm I'm always doing I'm very optimistic as a person you know um, it's always as good as it can be, always, right? So I'm always looking for the brighter sides of things, and, and it serves me well, uh, especially in the treatment industry. Mm-hmm. You know, when we when we deal with you know people and helping them sort out their, you know, you know some really some really uh, uh, lives that are that have been damaged by substance abuse. You know, so always looking for the positives and starting there. Yeah. You know,
0: it's, it's it's served me well. So I'm I'm all good, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing good doing good. I got a workout in, happy to be sitting here with you, you know, talking about recovery and, and hopefully, you know, getting, you know, this talk into the ears of, you know, people that need it and people that are curious about Elevate specifically and people who are just, you know, maybe on the fence with being sober or not. I really like what you said though. Uh, just looking at the positives Mm -hmm. and things and how that's a big, that's a big part of, what keeps you, I don't know, I guess, even, even keeled, like stable, <laughs> yeah, sober. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, you, you know, like when I met you a long time ago, it seemed like you always had that naturally, like you're a very positive guy. Is that, is that not true though? I mean, have you had moments where like you never saw the positive in things?
1: Well, I mean,
0: I, when I think
1: about, you know, I think about my journey in recovery, you know, and, um, I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to, you know, or the families of our listeners, you know, people who have been affected by, by addiction and substance abuse, you know, um, I think about that journey, man. And there were times when I wasn't always happy, totally, (laughs) you know, and, um, And, but I've always, I've always had the attitude, Mm. I'll say of, I've always had a very bring it on kind of attitude, Yeah. you know, um, when things would, I've a long time ago, um, you know, in, in the depths of some of the things that I've, that I've been through related to my using, Mm -hmm. you know, I've kind of accepted that, that, you know, I was probably going to die as an addict. You know, we all—if you're in recovery—you've you've probably had that conversation with yourself. You're saying, "Man, this is this is how it goes, right?" Yeah. So, um, you know, that acceptance a long time ago has—you know—had kind of—you know—I've always been—you know—well, bring it on, mm-hmm. you know, bring it on. Like, oh, is this, you know, and uh, uh, looking for positives and things. And and but now that I've that I've come to elevate and I've and I've ran the program and and you know I've. Uh, Advance myself within the company and in my personal life and, and things like that, you know, that the very headstrong attitude that I have of, of just stubborn positivity, you know, is now it's it's real. You know, it's like some real deal stuff of me always being positive and stubborn, positivity. stubborn.
0: I'm stubborn with my positivity. You know? That's I've never heard those words together. Yeah, that's t- yeah. Explain that. What do you mean by that? That's super cool. Yeah, my stubborn
1: positivity, which is like um, I don't ever – I never want to give up my fight with things. I'm mm. very – I'm very I – can, I can equate it to an experience that I've had uh, recently uh, in trying to do like the 75 hard challenge. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I've been – I've tried this over and over and over and over again, and mm-hmm. I haven't given up, and I'm not – I don't cop resentments on things that I can't do or things that I feel give me struggles. I don't cop resentments and take things personally mm-hmm. in a way that's like, oh, you know, like, you know, this doesn't this is, why would anyone want to put subject themselves mm-hmm. to two works out two workouts a day, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. But I say, you know what, okay, that's a fail. Let's mm-hmm. let's start again. You know, let's start again. It may not start immediately after, but I'm I'm always stubborn in, you know, if I have a goal that I wanna accomplish mm-hmm. I'm going to do it with a good attitude Yeah. because, you know, it's not as bad as things can appear on the surface, Mm -hmm. sometimes with some things, it's never going to be as bad as it was trying to fight, (laughs) you know, addiction.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Always having that to compare to as far as uh, something that. Yeah. It puts things into perspective for yourself. Like nothing is ever going to be that hard ever.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, and it is funny. I I tell guys sometimes I say it's kind of a blessing of your addiction, um, you know, that gives you kind of the edge over maybe someone who uh, hasn't experienced recovery Mm -hmm. is that when you do have if you ever overcome it and do get to like a normal state of life. You're gonna be like a hundred times more grateful just doing the mundane things. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, like when it comes to things like working out, you know, and mm-hmm. like doing a CrossFit workout or things like that. I'm just the most happiest. They're Like, do you want to do 100 wall balls today? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I know it's gonna, you know, it's gonna suck, you know, but yeah, I'll be, I'll be happy doing it, you know, or or whatever it is over time or things like that. You know, I, I'm very very stubborn in my positivity. Can
0: you relate? I can. Yeah, man. I think it's extremely important to not look at life in a daunting way or like focusing on the negatives. It just, you just go down that spiral and it leads to a dark place every time, mm-hmm. you know? And then you feel like if you're focusing on the negatives, you feel kind of helpless. Like, like you don't have any control or choice and that's because the ultimate choice is the way you look at things you know and Mm -hmm. looking at what's positive and trying to take the good out of situations um, is extremely beneficial it feels different like in the body like when you're you know looking at things positively Mm -hmm. you know like you there's this energy that feels different and uh And when you're negative, it's like you're very closed off. It's like, eh, it's just that obviously that feeling of anger, which is Mm. completely different. And if you can yeah, if you can correct, you know, the way you think about things, I I don't want to say correct, but if if you can navigate, you know, yourself to look at things in a more positive way, yeah, it's just going to be, you're going to have a much easier time just Mm -hmm. living in general. But, um... You know, something that I was thinking about, um, you know, prior to us sitting down here and I was, and you know, I was thinking about the Elevate, um, experience podcast listeners. And I was thinking about, you know, if there is a, a family member who, who's listening, who's curious about Elevate and, and the team, um, you know, something that we both did that, um, Changed our life, you know, was deciding to uh, make recovery um, a part of our our life as as in like a career, like working in recovery, mm-hmm. and and that decision there, and how much good it's done for both of us is something that's really, uh, you know, I think something that we should talk about for a second, just because it is such a powerful. it it had such a lasting effect I think Mm -hmm. on us and I've seen it work so well for so many people, you know, and, and that's, you know, something that uh, is really unique about elevate is that there is that option, you know, uh, for a lot of people um, for an internship program, you know, and where you can get to work in recovery and you have a community that you can become a part of. So tell me a little bit about that decision for you and and what that experience has been like oh, for you. Oh man. Oh man,
1: you know, when I think about my identity of self today and how I've cho- how I've chosen to define myself as as a man, right in recovery, mm-hmm. a lot of that has to do a big a very 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 large part of that has to do with my decision to work at Elevate. Yeah. You know, and specifically to work in treatment, but more specifically elevate mm-hmm. right because you know, man so I think about the time when i I remember when I was a client and I remember coming in I was that guy that that tried to bring you know drugs into the facility. You yeah, know, this was my fifth time in treatment. I had you know subboxins duct tape to the bottom of my to my shoes, you know I you know, and I didn't you know, they found these things when The bottom of your
0: shoe? The bottom of my size twelve like, Red Wing boots. Like in between the insole <laughs> or like on the bottom bottom, like like you're risking it.
1: Do you know the the toe box?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the
1: top of the toe box from the okay. inside of the
0: shoe. I see, on the top of the toe. I figured
1: okay. they'd pull out the soles, but I was like, they're not gonna check the top of the toe
0: box from the inside of a shoe. Wow. But they did. So any uh, any uh, rehab security people that may be listening, check the the check top the shoes, of the toe box. You know, sorry, <laughs> sorry to interrupt. Keep no, going.
1: No, you're so good. <laughs> you know, it's funny, man. Uh, it's 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 so rewarding. You know, like I've done my fair share of like uh, uh, body searches on people coming in, and yeah, I always check the shoes.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know that spot. I check the shoes, you know, and and I'll ch- I'll spend longer on the shoes than. I, I'll tell you, my spot was. <laughs> <Where>? um, <laughs> not to go like too off the question but for i it. a bunch of pills inside a guitar like no. an, an acoustic guitar mm-hmm. on like way up inside uh, like i had to loosen the strings all up
1: and, oh, wow. and and then
0: i taped it so if you looked in it you're not going to find it you would have to loosen the strings up and put your hand kind of like your same yeah. the same idea of like you're not they're not going to check that they may look yeah. inside but mm-hmm. they're not going to go this far and shake it for yeah. a guitar
1: pick and uh, a pill comes out <laughs>
0: yeah. luckily no one was hurt but myself mm-hmm. <laughs> you right. know that's always the big fear right as mm-hmm. far as being on the other side of things is you know somebody sneaks something in and uh you know other people get affected by it right
1: yeah nowadays with with the fentanyl epidemic yeah with the new wave of of client base that that we're experiencing because I mean you've been you you came to elevate how many years ago as a client.
0: Oh man, ten. Was fentanyl a thing back then? I mean, I had used it before, mm-hmm. um, but like we're talking, uh, it was a patch, a fentanyl patch, mm-hmm. right? That people with extreme pain, you know, they mm-hmm. would they needed this patch. It was a time release thing, and there was a gel inside of it. You cut it open, and you eat the stuff. It's disgusting, yeah. right? And, yes, I know. And that was my experience with it. <laughs> And it's crazy because it was in like uh, micrograms, you know. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like it, you know, everyone knew back then, you know. Like, gosh, how long ago could this be? It could be fifteen years ago now. Anyways, yeah. everyone knew like how strong the stuff was, mm-hmm. and it was dangerous then. And now, the way it's being just kind of snuck in everything is is really scary. Um, really scary. It is. It's, it's terrifying to think that you know that
1: if if. You know, it, it just makes us want to work harder because if someone gets their hands on something like that, you know, mm. you might as well be playing with a loaded gun. Yeah. You know, or or even if you've been clean for, you know, a long time and you don't have that tolerance maybe that you used to have when you, mm. if you were ever on opiates, you know, these guys are, you know, people. It's an unfortunate part of our industry and our lives is, is dealing with that death, you know. Yeah. But when you are on the solution... In helping people, like with the careers that we've chosen to do, it makes it that much more rewarding, yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I, before I got to Elevate, you know, I've, um, I, I was a college dropout, right? First things first, and, and I got a job in various blue collar uh, labor kind of deals. You know, I, I was a construction laborer. Uh, I did steel structure, you know, Mm -hmm. rod buster, as they like to call it. Really? Um, Yeah, I did farm labor. I've worked in a slaughterhouse freezer. I've done fence posting. Um, Let's see. Oh man, you're a hard worker. I've always been. You've got a work ethic. Those are those aren't easy jobs. No, and I've and I've done these things. I and I mean, man, it was just. It was a very. It was very tough, very demanding life. And even when I came into treatment to this industry. Yeah. I never really saw myself as a counselor, um, you know. I, I I figured why not? I I just didn't have that. I didn't have that that sense of self confidence where I was like, I'm here to help people mm-hmm. and guide them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, guide mental health journey, right? Recovery journey. Yeah. In this setting, um, I never really saw myself at that capacity, but I've turns out i have a knack for it i'm very relatable i feel you know when uh, when people come in and and you know who's really cut out for recovery mm-hmm. right you, we have a lot of very very normal people coming into our program and you know you have a, a counselor guy who's very relatable says hey man you know mm-hmm. like this are i'm very familiar with the the losses the risks the the runaround of you know of trying to get clean and failing and You know, and I'm able to kind of share my experience a little bit and and help people, and it served me very well. Um, But I feel like with – because at Elevate, though, we take it to a whole other level, though. What do you mean? I mean, like, with our level of of our self-care and ourselves, our own self-awareness in trying to be the best people that we can be as staff, you know, like our culture of an organization, Mm -hmm. I feel like is – I mean, that brings me a lot of joy when it comes to things like working out, you know, Mm -hmm. people like yourself who just you're just a monster. (laughs) You're just a monster, you know?
0: Yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, I've done I've been in my fitness journey for a while and I've probably lost about 30 pounds since I.
0: I know, man. That's amazing, dude. Crazy. Yeah. Congrats on that. For real. That's not easy. No, man, but it it becomes very
1: easy in the environment that we work in.
0: Yeah, because the amount of
1: support that we have as staff to each other and also to the clients, we just cultivate Mm -hmm. this sense of of self-growth and betterment, Mm -hmm. you know, and and we just we dive deep. We take it to a whole other level, man. And and um, that's a big part of the reason why I I probably stay working here is that
0: Mm.
1: I'm pushed, you know, to be better. Yeah. Right. There's no. We don't have complacency when it comes to um, our levels of
0: of care of self and also our levels of work ethic. Mm-hmm. You know. Was there something that kind of clicked for you, like when you were, you know, when you were a client at one point, where you were like, you know, I I want to be a part of this team. Like, what was that like? Like, what did you see? Did you see somebody that you looked up to? Did you mm-hmm. see, I don't know, certain. Qualities, characteristics, and in the staff that you wanted to be a part of. Um, yeah, I guess oh, that's a,
1: that's an easy one for me. And yeah. I'd love to figure this out for you too. I have to ask you that oh, same yeah, question, yeah. for sure. You know, um, but I remember, um, I remember as a client, I'd see people like yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Who is you know you're a group counselor. You'd run our men's groups. You mm-hmm. would you know you would uh, facilitate our you know, various treatment group discussions and things like that. And there's people like you and and people like uh, Dallas, right? Yeah. Uh, You know, people like Angie, you guys were just so clean and happy. And I was just like, I felt, I said, man, I feel like they, I feel like the Elevate HR went to, uh, went to Abercrombie and and Hooters and said, we'll give you an extra Uh. dollar an hour if you just come (laughs) work for us. That was like, there's no way these guys are, are in recovery you know are mm, um, skeptical. I was extremely skeptical. I was like, man, this is crazy. But the more I worked with you guys, the more you guys guided me through my own things mm-hmm. the more I said, oh my god, these guys are, are just like me and have been where I've been mm-hmm. and possibly even deeper down the rabbit hole than I've been mm-hmm. and I have respect for the journeys that you guys have. you know to, yeah. now to be a part of that like a very integral like part of it mm-hmm. is to me it's like it's like the coolest thing. You know, Um, and also too, like I remember, I remember doing my amends. I remember doing amends, which is like to those who are unfamiliar uh, with amends or what that means is, it's when you kind of dive deep into your past and take responsibility for times you've hurt yourself or other people, and Mm -hmm. you know, call people and make things right, and you make amends to yourself, right? Because right as as people who struggle with chemical dependency, you know, we hurt ourselves. You know, with a lot of the stuff we do, um, sure. and and once I made it right, and and I found out that people weren't really holding things personally against me, mm-hmm. and if they were, I was able to address it. I said, "Oh my God, I might even be a good person." Yeah. At the end of this, I remember sharing <laughs> that. You know, at yeah. a group level, I said, "Oh my God, I might be a good guy." You know, and and from there, I I really doubled down on my definition of self through you know doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the best that I could. Yeah. You know, but enough about me, like
0: Oh, you how wanna did, know my yeah, wh- why did wh- what you what was it?
1: Why did you come and decide to make this a lifestyle, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean for me it was kind of a no brainer mm-hmm. because um I my, the number one experience that I had was being a drug addict, you know, mm-hmm. and and manipulating, lying, just Being sick, you know, uh, you know, chasing drugs around the clock, you know, trying to find where I was going to get my next batch of, um, mainly pills was like a lot of what I was into Mm -hmm. and, um, opiates. Um, but, uh, so I had all this experience of just using drugs and, and I just saw an opportunity to turn all that into something good. Mm-hmm. you know and turn all those negatives all that terrible track record into something positive and it was like it's like well duh I gotta like use this you know uh well I, I'm 15 years of, <laughs> of you know drug use mm-hmm. for in this terrible experience use it for something good mm-hmm. and um you know and, th- and that's the way I saw it um there was another thought at the, at the time was, um, I owed it to my family to put myself in a place where I wasn't going to mess up, Mm -hmm. you know, like the best possible, um, environment for myself to thrive. And for my, um, I thought a lot about my mom really, Mm -hmm. and like not having her worry anymore. And I was like, you know, I, I think me, you know, with those two things in mind, yeah. Like giving my mom a break, you know, because mm-hmm. there was a lot of rough nights for her, you know. Um, I, I mean, you know, my, a lot of close calls. Mm-hmm. Let's, sa- let's just say, I mean, I've talked about it in other episodes, but I mean, almost died so many times. It's crazy, you know, mm-hmm. and um, with car accidents and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I really thought about that. I thought about my mom and I was like, wow, I really want to give her a break and, and this Group of people, you know, like it as it's like a built-in SLE, you know, mm-hmm. as well as an opportunity to make my wrongs right, mm-hmm. you know, like a living amends, like just to go back to amends, like what you're talking about, like that's what felt. Um, it was like a almost like a spiritual decision in that where I I I, I deeply felt that working in treatment would would help cleanse my spirit it'd be this thing that helped me um you know yeah make some of those wrongs right in a way you know did oh sorry to interrupt you
1: no it's okay did your purpose for doing this
0: ever change yes yes i would say so like around um around five years or so um I would say it changed in that, uh, like I felt like I had accomplished those things. I felt like I accomplished the living amends. I felt like I had established, uh, you know, um, stability in my life and in my family's life as as much as I could. You know, giving my mom the break, kind of a thing, from worrying about me, and, and, um, but. You know, and, and then I I, ke- I became really passionate about, uh, you know, getting through to the clients the best I could, you know? So it was like mm-hmm. this transition of where, like, I, you know, I, I was, I would I shouldn't say it was all selfish. Like, I was all doing it for myself. Like, I really enjoyed working with people, mm-hmm. you know? My dad was a, a dentist, and my mom was a special ed teacher, and I always mm-hmm. made this joke, like, <laughs> working in treatment was is this really weird combination of both those things you know uh but uh that's a bad joke but um i'm trying to Uh, find
1: where the the, you have a lot of people that come in with some some teeth
0: yeah 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 and um, uh uh yeah so i guess mm. it changed for sure um but not, not in a bad way, in a good way. It just, it it kind of bloomed into like this interest of getting through to people the best I could. And then that, you know, counseling interventions and strategies and, and what groups Mm -hmm. would help kind of break through denial, break through these different stages that we saw people go through when they're Mm -hmm. in the program. You know, you see you see these, like, highs and then these lows and, you know, like, how can we keep people engaged? And that kind of became, like, the new purpose. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, how to make recovery the best experience possible and how to uh, get as many people as possible clean, you know? Yeah. So in the beginning, definitely selfish, you know, definitely a selfish one. But I helped so many people along the way, you know? Yeah. And Myself uh, included, right? Yourself included, yeah. That's right, and um, yeah. So that's that's my answer.
1: You yeah. know, I'm glad I asked that question because I'm I'm kind of well. I've been experiencing this recently. Yeah. Of my change of my change of purpose, because at as first at first as I you know like I said I, I never saw myself as a counselor. Yeah. Or or working here. In at any capacity, having any sort of responsibility, mm-hmm. you know, um, in that respect, my day went out of treatment. It was like, I've done some sober livings before that, mm-hmm. you know, that really didn't work out for me. And um, doing the internship program mm-hmm. uh, with people who are fresh out of a legit program that are, you know, trying to work on themselves yeah. really appealed to me. Right? It was first. It was like I got to save myself. Mm-hmm. Right? Recovery. We tell people to be selfish sometimes. Yeah. Right? It's uh, for sure. You know, like take care of yourself first. Put your own mask on, right? Yeah, if the yeah, plane yeah. starts to go down, <laughs> right? Handle yourself. Um, but the more that I work in treatment, and the more that I work at elevate, the more, the more satisfaction and fulfillment I have in helping the people who are just really going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you said, we we have this whole just. Um, we have a just uh, an immense amount of experience behind us, you and me, as as recovering, you know, drug addicts, mm-hmm. right? That that you're probably not going to find our level of understanding with people maybe who haven't, you know, been through. Maybe you can, right? Maybe it's different. I'm not, you know. Uh, what well, I guess what I'm trying to say is like we have all these experiences that we can use to help other people because mm-hmm. of the. Uh, the shady ways that we've lived for right. x amount of years, right? Right. You know, and being there for the client and and watching them just have those light bulb moments mm-hmm. for me. I'm la- I just that's all I want. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. That's all I want is for a client to come in here with you know maybe because you know people don't really have aren't thinking about the future, right? As as drug. Uh, people who suffer with chemical dependency, it's very next high, next high, next day, next job, next paycheck, right? And I, you know, by the time these guys leave, when they're saying, oh, well, I think I wanna go uh, maybe back to school, or, you Mm -hmm. know, in five years I want my life to look like this, I wanna, you know, have this dream or this goal, you know, I want my body to look like this, when I see these guys working out in the gym, you know? Yeah. I I say, man, like, that's to me giving the the hope that people get and receive and the way that it they come in sad or or angry right and when they leave they're happy and, and mm-hmm. grateful i mean that's 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 our craft
0: yeah right we are we are artisan recovery worker builders you know mm-hmm. and that that w- something you said there um knowing that thinking of of somebody that's struggling like knowing that frame of mind from our own experience mm-hmm. you know like um your position um you know at, at elevate mm-hmm. is unique in that um you're kind of the emergency guy right yeah and, like you jump and you handle emergency situations and you get to have that moment with people when they're really struggling and they're you know they're thinking about leaving treatment and and whatnot right Mm -hmm. and yeah knowing that thinking is um, kind of like uh, going back to what we were previously talking about like the decision to be in treatment it's like yeah I I saw all of the changes that I'd went through and I I had this awareness of myself like once I finally got clean and started looking back at you know my, my drug use and just The craziness that was going through my mind that kept it going for so long. Yeah, you know, like I knew that thinking and and that experience is so valuable to be able to use. Like you can hear it in clients that are are saying they don't want to see it through. You you can point out like, wow, I know exactly. Like you, you can tell that a lot of the time they're they're fooling themselves so to speak, where they're thinking that, um. They want to leave for these reasons but we both know like it's it's, their minds playing a trick on them Mm -hmm. you know and at the bottom of that there's the desire to continue using you know there's something it's there and whether they're aware of it and sometimes they are that that's driving it and they're manipulating everyone or sometimes they just have fooled themselves Mm -hmm. into believing that it's something else but legitimately it's there's this something that hasn't settled about yeah. being sober and there's something that hasn't been addressed um, in their life, you know, there's still, there's a wound there, there's there's pain there, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, and you've had a lot of moments with people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of moments. Is there is there anything that stands out? Um, I mean, obviously we need to be careful and don't want to say names or anything yeah. like that. Is but is there, is there a particular moment when you're dealing with this crisis type situation where um, it was really powerful or like you yeah. saw something click for somebody. You know... Um, Putting you on the spot, man, I yeah. know. Yeah,
1: no, I, I love these questions. Um, I feel like what makes what makes me special as like a special tool in, in the toolbox for Elevate for the job that I actually do um, is that... I I use my stubborn positivity, right? And, and my grit um to really meet these clients that are having very difficult times. I mean, and and this is the reality of our of our of our business, right? Mm-hmm. Is that when people are having a crisis in in um, you know, in treatment trying to get sober. From the lifestyles that they live, people can, you know, vocalize violent words, take mm-hmm. violent postures. You know, like yeah. uh, people can, you know, people will square up with you and they'll say, "Hey, like I want, I want you to let me go." Basically, they don't know what they're saying, but I want you to let me go kill myself, mm. right? And I'm the guy that is saying, like, no, like I'm not gonna support you in you leaving to go do drugs, right? Right? And I'm and I'm gonna hold you. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna assist you. Sometimes support isn't support, right? I'm gonna you know I'm gonna meet you there, and you know, and we'll 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 hash it out between the two of us. And any other professional, I feel, um, if you don't have that that spirit, you're gonna say, oh my god, like I I don't want to do this. I can't do this. I want to leave. You really need to have the heart, you know, to 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 meet somebody where they're at if they are having a very difficult time like that Mm -hmm. you know with empathy and that's what I do because I'm never there to you know to punish somebody or to or anything like that I'm just there to say look man like you can't leave right now because you're gonna go do drugs and you will die and then you know and I tried to you know it's it, it can be it can get very heated it can get very intense these interactions that I have right with people that are wanting to leave
0: yeah right and you know you you wouldn't have wanted to work with me when I was like right twenty years I, old in sh- treatment for the first time yeah there not because I wanted to be there there because I was told you need to you need to you need to get clean you know yeah that's a tough situation Mm-hmm. you know and. And, I've, and I've, I mean, like, a,
1: sometimes people break things.
0: Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah.
1: Sometimes people break property, you know, and yeah. they get really crazy. Right. But people like yourself and myself, because, I mean, I remember, I remember, you know, people will, will scream at you. Yeah. You know, I remember uh, a very specific instance. You were trying to lead a workout and there was a guy. Who oh. Was, I don't know if you remember that guy. <laughs> but um, he was like, oh, no, 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 you know, Tommy this, Tommy that. Uh-huh. And me and you were there. We were both just very loving, you know, yeah. very, like, very cool, calm, collected. Like, look, man, just take it easy for a minute. We'll get with you in 10, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> just take a walk for a minute, you know, and let's let's figure out solutions. Right. Right? Like, we never take personal offense to anything, you know, if a client ever says, F you, like, I want to leave, go get high. And we say, like, no, like, you're going to you're gonna run the gauntlet with us, you know? like.
0: Yeah, I remember that. That was that was a rough one that came because they just because it came out of, it was so unexpected. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was Really <laughs> unexpected. It like was mm. like a snap. I did not see coming, you know, mm. but, um, yeah, that's interesting what you said though. Um, yeah, it's a good, you've been through that, those situations a lot and, mm-hmm. um, gosh, it touches such a tough situation to be in. And and you know, for anyone who's listening, any family, um, you know, I think the probably the most successful part um, in my eyes about the way Elevate addresses situations like that is, um, you know, Seth here, you know, the guy that would be trying to intervene on your son or daughter, mm-hmm. wife, husband grandma whatever um you know he's a very down-to-earth guy you know in um, other treatment centers you're often met with very uh, a clinician you know and, yeah. it, and it feels that way it feels like they don't know where you've been you right know? and 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 uh, i i've said this a lot in my career and and you know when we say like I understand. Like, I, I understand what you're going through. Like, we really mean it because we really do understand. And that right there, and you can, and when we say it, I think a lot of the clients, um, you know, they look into our eyes and they believe us, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, although some might, they might believe us and not care. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, we do have uh, our fair share of success because of that reason, you know, is the mm-hmm. fact that we have been there.
1: And I think that's super powerful. And the cool thing is, is that me and you have been there to such a point and spent so much time there yeah. that we've made it our life, purpose, and mission mm-hmm. to help people that are trying to get out of that spot. Yeah. You know, and I mean, uh, like amongst us as 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 staff, you know, like the, the amount of coordination and teamwork that goes in with someone going through this situation is, it's really cool to watch. Yeah. Right? Because someone is talking to you, the family member, right, if, if you have the family member, uh, maybe someone starts to walk off property and says, you know, I'm over this, right?
0: Mm.
1: You're gonna get a call immediately, right? And then I have a phone that I'm gonna put you on speaker so you can talk to your loved one if they're having a moment. Yeah. You know, we're gonna, we're gonna do all these things to, to really help that person, you know? Um, and we, the, the cool thing is, I think, too, is like, I know that, like, people get tired Right, I've walked with a guy yeah. one time for over ten miles. You have an
0: understanding of yeah how how much energy a person has. You can see it. Yeah, like this guy's gonna go. This guy yeah. is gonna walk. You know, for like eight miles. Right. Yeah.
1: One 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 day in particular, I'll never forget. It was.
0: It had to have been a hundred degrees outside. So, it, explain. Uh, this situation a little better for those that might not understand what you just said, I've been on a walk. Oh (laughs) yeah. Somebody's listening. They're like a walk. What are you talking about? A walk. So, (laughs) you know, yeah. Okay.
1: So elevate itself. The location is, is, um, in on Mount Madonna. Yeah. Right. Mount Madonna road. It's a very beautiful, pristine, very secluded location, very peaceful, harmonious, you know, on some snow white type stuff. Yeah. It is a beautiful place. It's picturesque. Yes. Um, but you know if a client if a client says hey you know like yeah i'm 2 days into treatment i've given sobriety a try but you know now i want to leave to go get drunk or yeah. go get high you know they start to walk they will try to walk into town from our location right yeah. and to get to town depending on what route you take right yeah it's going to be either 15 miles or about 8 miles right right so, and you're walking, you know, through agricultural land because, you know, there's a lot, there's not many, it's very secluded where we're mm. at. Um, and there was, and so when clients want to walk, you know, I'm usually the guy that's going to be walking with somebody who is is trying to leave treatment. And, yeah. And by walking, you know, I'm walking and also counseling.
0: Yeah, right. right.
1: You know, as much as you can. As much as I can. By the, By the time they start to walk, there's a lot of walls up you know, yeah, that very closed
0: off. Very often. closed off. They don't want to talk about it. They know they're making the wrong decision. There's a lot of shame there, mm-hmm. a lot of guilt there. However, the the classic line: "I've made up my mind. I've made my mind.
1: <laughs> I've decided that I'm not going to do drugs anymore."
0: Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. I love that line. So, yeah. Not mm. to get sorry to take you off track no, that's,
1: there. It's important that you said that though. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's a little like. Between us, like co workers, yeah. like we know I went on a walk or, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That
1: I decided. I've decided. If someone says, I've decided that I'm not going to do anything anymore, well, it's like, you know, there's a lot of work, right? I've de- I tell guys when they say that, I'm like, you know, I decided that I have six pack abs. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I, I got to hit the gym every day and, and diet in order to get those, you know? So, uh, but yeah. if someone's walking off property, you know, um, we we have a discharge process that's like hey if you if you want to discharge through us you know legitimately you know we get your family on board yeah you know we set something up for you so you can have anything to transition into so you're yeah. not hitting
0: the streets right right, right. we want to make it like obviously if somebody says they don't want to be there we yeah
1: we,
0: we understand if it's know? not for Let's, you hey yeah and. But there's often these very impulsive decisions where somebody doesn't want to wait a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. to get it all worked out and they, they just can't stand it anymore and they need to walk out of there. They're you know, it's like, a, It takes, it's a yeah. whole process, a whole discharge process where, you know, we can't, you know, we want to make sure there's a good plan and people are leaving safely. Mm-hmm. And if they don't want to wait until that happens, um, then we run into this type of situation where, mm-hmm. you know, somebody's walking because they're frustrated or they just don't want to be there anymore and they can't stand it for another minute, mm-hmm. which is clearly not a good sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if you can't stand <laughs> it another minute, it's like, okay, well, that doesn't look... Sobriety's not looking very good for you, you know? If we if we yeah. can't approach th- this process with, uh, you know, um, with some strategy, you know? We can't take the time to... You know make sure there's a flight or you know family members are aware or whatever
1: yeah you can tell the mindset that somebody's in if, if they say something like i'm just gonna hitchhike from california yeah. all the way back to my home in uh michigan right right and i'm gonna go and i'm just gonna put my thumb up in the air and i'm gonna get there yeah and you know and i'm gonna take my bags and i'm you know uh x amount of days off of substances mm. right They're they're very impulsive in that decision if they decide to just hoof it yeah you know yeah and so and, and me like I will walk with somebody if they're walking off property trying to get into town mm-hmm. as a way to keep them safe yeah right for sure it, because
0: I mean that's that's the main reason we walk with them as well you know yeah at least to stay with them so we know you know where they went so we can relay to their family like mm-hmm. this is the last we saw of them
1: you yes know? you know and I'm and I will walk with you I will walk with you 20 miles if I need to you know like yeah. and we've we've been there I'm sure you've seen this happen you know I've done it I've quite done a few this. times you can't you yeah can't not work the elevator I mean not go for a walk yeah
0: <laughs> I mean I and I also uh <laughs> I had my uh I left treatment did you walk yeah in oh the middle my of the gosh. night you know when I was in my program mm-hmm. just because uh, I didn't want anyone to walk with me. Yeah. <laughs> so I snuck out. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, um, I didn't want to use. It was something else I felt like. It was It was like uh, I needed to exercise, like, my power of choice for a second. Like, you know, like, I didn't want to be there, you know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to be there. Yes. I, like, needed to get it out of my system. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was basically left. I went the wrong way. You went left? I went left. Oh. I went the wrong way. And uh, and it was raining. Mm-hmm. It was <laughs> raining, I swear. In the middle of the night, mm-hmm. I got to a pay phone, collect called a, a girlfriend of mine, mm-hmm. uh, and then spent the night at her, her house. And there were people from uh, treatment at the door the next day. It was yeah. like a easy to track down where I could have gone. You know? Yeah, right. And then I just went right back, you know. It was like, yeah, I just got it out of my system. Very weird. Um, I would not say that's a normal thing that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I have seen it happen, though. Like somebody left and they came back the next day. They were, you know, right. Uh, taken back to treatment. But, um, yeah, I'm glad we talked about that. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's such a, I mean, it's a very, u- you know, unique thing that we do you know, mm-hmm. where we, you know, we stay with somebody and until we know, uh, they're safe or as, at least as long as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, I guess just because, uh, you know, we're doing this podcast on a Friday and, and I know you have uh, graduation. I'll be hosting doing, tonight. You're, yeah. yeah, You're going to be the MC, mm-hmm. something that I did for, Quite a while. Years, right? Years. I've I've heard yeah. stories about how you do it. Did you yeah. go and
1: just um, how did you do it? What do you mean? How did you host grad? What's what? Did you have a certain style of doing it? Because I've heard people talk say, "Oh, I don't know. He does it. It's like next level." But
0: I know I've heard, that's. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say like I had a certain style, but uh, I think like uh, it was like a. I don't. I wouldn't say it was a character you know like when you host something you're like you're not like yourself yeah (laughs) like completely right yeah like you have to rise to the occasion and and it's somewhat of a performance right right you know it's like um and so I had a rehearsed type you know scene or I wouldn't say scene but uh you know uh you know specific things that I said Mm -hmm. and um But I I think what people talk about or remember about my grads was just like the intensity, you know, of the way I like said things or presented things. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I I don't know, I guess I always wanted it to be like um, exciting, but serious and fun (laughs) all at the same time, you know, like uh, and so, you know, (laughs) trying to um, emanate what I felt the moment should be like. Uh, it came off intense i guess Dude, you know what i mean i love that <laughs> elevated addiction services exciting serious and fun
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean so yeah that's that's what i yeah um i, I you know I, as much as as much anxiety as it gave me every week to mm-hmm. get up there and and do the graduation ceremony mm-hmm. um there was always like this big like awesome like a sense of accomplishment, you know, like, especially when you, you, when you nailed a good one. Mm -hmm. And for anyone who doesn't understand what we're talking about, um, graduation, if you're the host, like Seth's going to be tonight. And I was in the past. Um, we gave these like mini speeches explaining the different parts of, uh, the program that you graduate from and and the elevate program has four phases. And so there's a speech for each phase, including detox. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know we would you know have a particular way we would explain each phase and so it's a, it's like a mini little speech that we would give for each mm-hmm. phase and that's kind of the performance piece of it all at least that's the way it felt for me and yeah. uh and so what, I, what i'm saying is yeah when i felt like i nailed it and I, you know i didn't stutter or you know Fair, get yeah. tongue-tied i mean you have it's like um, of course everyone says it it's the number one fear public speaking you yeah. know and so this is like that but even more magnified because you're trying to deliver like a um, a specific message you know mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm giving doing it justice what else what, how would you describe it oh by
1: by hosting graduation yeah oh my gosh well it's like the it's like the accomplishing moment that somebody has it's, yeah. it's a milestone in recovery right because with our program you know we it's a phase-based program it's a progress-based program right and as they make certain progress they hit certain milestones right which yeah. is completion of phase one mm-hmm. you know which is like are you okay with where you're at you know and, yeah. and like so much work goes into into them as you know like when you people struggle they sometimes want to walk <laughs> right yeah but if they overcome these moments and they and they get that sense of accomplishment you know we, we are the first ones to reward somebody, you know, and, mm-hmm. and as staff, you know, we're, we're the, we're like, we're also, we, we're your treatment team, but we're also your biggest cheerleaders. Yeah. You know, so when totally. somebody finishes their program, it's like, wow, you know, like, look at, look how happy they are, look how clean they are, look how, you know, good they look and, mm-hmm. and how, uh, with what they say in front of everybody in a public speaking manner, look at how their thoughts are coming together and, and their, their ability to process their recovery their their past their present and their future right yeah. so you know it's like the it's like the at the end of the line you know when you see what we've been working on um, but in as as we work on the on on people right and helping them mm. trying to work on themselves yeah. Um, but graduation ceremony is is always a lot of fun, you know, and it is a lot of pressure. Yeah, <laughs> it can be some pressure, right? Because not only are your best friends and the guys who look up to you, but the people that you look up to mm-hmm. as a host, right, are also in the audience. You know, you have like uh, it's cool because we have like our executives of the company show up because they want to see people graduate and hear the speeches of what somebody got from the program that we're all working so hard to create, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it gives all of us fulfillment, you know, to see somebody, um, you know, talk about what they got from it. Yeah. Because that's all we want to do is just help guys get something from the program that we're running. Yeah. You know, and there's so much that they do get from it, you know, and, and that's cool that I'm going to be doing that today. It is, today's is a cool day though. I love, I love coming to the podcast. It's really cool seeing you, you know. Oh, right on, now. Yeah,
0: man. I uh, I was just thinking, like, yeah, graduation's so powerful, mm-hmm. so powerful, and unfortunately, as the MC, sometimes it, you don't. I mean, you can't let down your guard and, and feel as much, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like when somebody's giving a really powerful emotional speech, yes, like you have to get back up there and keep the show going, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I I do think yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's such a powerful celebration, you know, and the ones that stand out the most to me are, are the clients that struggle the most and that I helped get through the other side and they made it, you know, Mm -hmm. like so powerful. Um, you know, there's, uh, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time and there is a few, a few clients that I worked with that when they got up there and gave their graduation speech, I mean, I cried so hard. It like Mm -hmm. meant so much and they cried too, you know, it was like, those moments and so awesome, uh, you know, to be a a part of that. And um, do you have a few? Um, not I'm not asking you to share the client, but have there been a few moments where you've been choked up?
1: Yeah, very recently too. Really? And sometimes when I host when I host graduation, I can tell when I read the letters from the family, mm-hmm. it almost feels like my family's
0: talking to me. I get yeah. that. It's kind of weird. Is that weird? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I mean, <laughs> no, but, it's not weird. It's, yeah. But no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It brings me back to that place.
1: Yeah. To that version of myself that, you know, that got that message from
0: my family when I graduated, you mm. know, and. Totally. So it, you, you feel like it's, it's your family talking to you almost. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's like,
1: because, you know, it's something that we've lived that was very impactful for us, you know, for me mm. in particular, you know, I'm going to say it, you know, and. Um, When I, when I read these letters, it almost feels like my family's talking to me, you know, Mm -hmm. um, during this and and, you know, about how worried they were and how much they care and they love you, you know, and and stuff like that. So I get choked up and stuff like that. But, um, recently there was one where there was a guy who said, um, he talked about how, his he talked to his daughter uh, the day he graduated over the phone, and she says, I want to play hide and go. Hide and go seek with you when you come home, hmm. and he's and she says. But he said, Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Love to come home as soon as I get home. We'll play hide and go seek. And then she says, But I only want to play inside. And then she says, Well, he said, Why do you want to only play inside? And she said, Because every time you go hide and seek outside, you don't I don't see you for days. Oh no. And I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> you know, like oh that just gosh. hit right to the heart. You know, it's it's a very as, as professionals in the industry right like we are able to cope with these things you know like and and function and and, and do our jobs um, and help people work through different you know traumas and things like that right? yeah but as much as as much as we have to like you said like hold face during these interactions it I always feel empathy for somebody who, you know, is struggling or has struggled, and is finally coming through. I'm always gonna feel that emotion. Yeah. And you know, like uh, that's as as you know, because you've been doing this forever too. It's like that's that's why we do it. You know. And yeah. yeah, it's it's um. Sometimes when guys go up there, letters from the families. It's just, you know, I, it's it's the most powerful thing because as the family, you know, like. You know, like people when they come into treatment, day one outside of treatment, they're very vulnerable.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. They, you know, now you're back into the world, and you know the family support is is needed. Yeah. As much, I don't want to say more than it does. It takes family when they when you get in when the family supports you getting into treatment, but when you leave, your family needs to be supportive. Mm. Um. And you know, right? And if and if family relationships are strained. Which I can think about my experience was a big part of the reason uh, why I chose to stay mm-hmm. as an intern. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, like, I really don't have anywhere to go or anywhere to be, you know, my, you know, at this time. So, you mm-hmm. know, I could stay and, and become a part of this community. And and in a way, Elevate has become like my second family. Yeah, totally. You know? Absolutely. And I'll And I'll say it, you know, and I mean it when I say it. Um, when I'm having issues or if I ever have struggles or of any kind, few and far between me, I'm, you know, very, I, I take pride in, in my own ability to care for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm a, someone's always going to be there for me. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, for sure. We're always going to be there
0: for each other. It's, it's good know. to be surrounded by counselors. Right. When you need, <laughs> when so you need good. some, uh, helping hand or some encouragement or, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's awesome. Well, wrapping up, Seth. Um, I got a question for you. Go for it. And you know, I think I asked Jordan, my last guest, right, <laughs> um, this same question. And yeah, if what would you say to somebody that's listening, that uh, a family member or a, a potential client that is thinking about going to treatment? Like what, what would you say to help encourage them in the right direction? Yeah. If, if someone's listening,
1: cause I know somebody is, I know somebody's listening right now that is, you know, recovery curious or, you know, treatment curious, you know, or maybe they've done treatment before and they're having those thoughts of maybe I should come do run another round of treatment. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, or maybe a family member that's listening. I would say. Um, I would say that what we have at Elevate is is the most special thing, um, that I've run across. Um, you know, I've I've done multiple treatments. You know. Um, how many? How many have I done? I've done, I've done, I've completed four. Okay. I've walked from one. Yeah, yeah. Are you talking about walking? I walked from one. It didn't go back. Didn't go back. Nope. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've done. Uh, you know, I was uh, medication assisted treatment outpatient. Yeah, I Did yeah. that for about three years. Um, what is it? Uh, I would say that uh, when it when it comes to elevate and like how we how we do recovery, uh, people like myself, like myself and and like you, uh, Tommy, uh, we take the we take the most pride and fulfillment in just helping the individual mm-hmm. who comes in. Um. To to understand what success after elevate looks like, I don't even think someone really can understand, unless you really come in and, and do it. Yeah. But I, and I but I promise this that there's things that you're gonna find out about yourself on this journey, um, if you do decide to come and do treatment with us, that you're not gonna find at other treatment centers. For sure. And um, you know. Uh, The the best things in life are the surprises, which you don't see coming. You know, like Seth Provencio came to treatment in 2019, and now he works in treatment. And he's on this podcast with his good buddy, Tommy. Yeah. Right? So you never know what you're going to find. But I do guarantee that your life and quality of life will improve, and you'll never regret coming in and doing it. No matter what you leave behind or what obligation you have to delegate in your absence of your life or what that looks like in coming to treatment at a place like this, you're never
0: going to regret it. Yeah. You awesome, know? man.
1: Did you answer that one when you did? Uh, yeah,
0: I did it yesterday with Jordan. Oh man. Like, what would I say? And I got a question for you. Sure. Go ahead. What would you
1: say to somebody who just graduated the program? Hmm put you on the spot is the blind well, what side question. What would I say to yeah. someone
0: who just graduated the program? Day one. Day one. I guess that not to get like too complicated, but depend on I mean their age and you know and what I knew about them prior, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I often would try to say something to every uh graduate, you know, when I was, when I was working at the facility, I would always make that, uh, you know, that effort to like, you know, f- congratulate them in person after they gave their, their speech, you know, mm-hmm. for completing the program and, and uh, you know, say something different for everyone. Uh, but, you know, I really think, um, I, what I say a lot these days is try to, uh, mirror, What you did in your program, you know, which Mm -hmm. is uh, mindfulness, exercise, uh, personal growth, and and being connected with you know some kind of recovery community. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you do that all day long here uh, when you're in treatment. But trying to do those things, looking at like the timeline of a week. Okay, can you do those things at least like? Once or twice a week, you know. Mm-hmm. As far as, of course, I would encourage exercise, a lot more. But yeah. you know, um, <laughs> you know, I'd be happy to hear somebody who's exercising uh, three or four times a week. You know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I try to say mirror the mirror what you did in the program. Take these things into your life. You know, sit down and read a book that you care th- that inspires you to be a better person. You know, uh, have a mindfulness walk like outside in the morning you know, or, or do a seated practice, listen to a meditation that you can find for free. There's hundreds of them online, mm-hmm. you know, and go exercise. So uh, that's p- what I've been saying a lot, you know, because I really feel that all those things that we do in treatment, d- d- if done at, on a way smaller level, you know, um, in a given week uh, would really just benefit them, you know. Nice. Yeah. And, um, yeah, well, I, I think we're going to wrap up and thank you so much, man, for being on the show and being uh, my new co-host. I know we're going to be, uh, you know, doing episodes together with guests. Um, you might be on the show as the main host if I'm not able to be there mm-hmm. and interviewing people. So, you know, the Elevate Experience podcast is you know, going to be changing and it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited to work with you on this. And I really appreciate the recovery conversation that we had today, and uh, you know I, I hope um, any listeners you know learn something new about Elevate, uh, our perspective on um, treating people, and that's about it.
1: Well, right on, Tom. You know it's 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 so cool to be part of this project with you. You know, and I'm looking forward to seeing um, what is to come of the Elevate Experience podcast. You know. Um, as people like yourself and and me and Keon in in hosting this, it's like this is only gonna go uh, uphill from here. So to our guests, thank you very much for giving us the time and listening, and and, uh, stay solid and and always be a a better version of yourself than you were the day before. I love that.
0: (laughs) And don't forget to like, subscribe, rate the show, share, all that good stuff that you hear. podcasters saying okay (laughs) help get this um, message out there to like-minded people or those who are still struggling uh, with their addiction and and hopefully um, we can help uh, you know change some lives so thank you for listening and I hope you all have a great rest of your day all right everyone that is our show for the day we hope you found some value in listening and if you did please share this podcast with someone you know or love you can find us on social media. We are at Elevate Addiction Services. And if you or a loved one are struggling with addiction, please call our toll-free, confidential 24-hour helpline at 833 sober or visit our website at elevaterehab.org.